Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to viahemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. me and you said I'm on a budget I'm on a budget I I you know a darling you know Miss Yontif's you know accountant has put her on a budget I know more for me and then like literally an hour later I look on behind the velvet rope Instagram stories and there's there's a new just ordered Louis Vuitton <laughs> just like now a new custom ordered a Pharrell and you were I think you were tagging Pharrell as the Louis Vuitton <laughs> artist and I thought to myself did I just listen to him for 20 minutes about how he's on a budget and his life is turned around and now we're ordering a new Louis Vuitton okay let me just answer that before we get into oh, this Vanderpump right. Rules recap um two things can be true as oh. I say um Reality is set in. The accountant has taken my hand and said, who the fuck do you think you are? And then what happens is the connection at Louis says, here is the pre-order for these five things. These will be gone within three minutes. Which do you want? And you're like, thank God I don't want this. Thank God I don't want this. And then something screams out at you. And they're like, girl, either take it or don't. Because when it hits the website, it's going to be sold out. And then you're sick to your stomach. 
And you just have to say, just fucking do it. So can't two things get to be true? Let me put it I this way. I am very worried. I am very worried you are going the way of the Kardashians. You know, the you Kardashians are getting a lot of backlash this week. They're selling their old, worn out clothes, including Chloe, I guess, has put up a a sweater for one of her kids from Zara for $50. I- I'm worried you're going to go the way of, of Kim Zolciak Bierman and the Kardashians. I'm going to see David's collection on the real, real baby. Well, darling, a couple of things. To First of all, my stuff, because Kim got in trouble too for like, or called that. I think she was selling uh, like one of the Croc or Mez bags for like 70 something, but it was all dirty. Like Zolciak is also misrepresenting her shit and saying great condition. And then someone's getting it and being, no, my stuff will be represented accurately when it's time for sale. And one day these things will be sold. And the thing about having so many Louis is, you only take each one out for a spin so infrequently that you know you, that it gets preserved. Oh, got it. No you wear and tear. Saying? Okay, okay. No right, wear and tear. I don't know. It's just so it's been. I a- did post a new Louis and I did tag Pharrell because I got it in pre-order. So thank you, Pharrell. And um, I did complain to you that reality. Listen, reality has set in. Honestly, like just life is. <sighs> You know, we, we got to live a real life. Speaking of which, I was at Melissa Rivers yesterday all day recording in person. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me something. tell you more about my real life. I no, was no, no. at one of the television's biggest dynasty homes. Um, now, I, let me tell you something. These, then we'll get into it. These, I'm not going to talk about the pot and the Uber, but these Uber drivers, I came home and I'm like, I've never had a headache this bad in months. Like this stop and go traffic to get there. She's like 45 minutes away. We don't, we don't reveal where, cause we never do that. Sarah talked to me about that, but she's in LA and it's 45 minutes there. And 40, it's like, I came home and I was like, I was down for the count, honey. I didn't do anything yesterday. I had a bad headache. I bet. I know. Well, these are <sighs> drivers. Somebody's smoking pot. Um, well, shout out to Melissa Rivers, who we love, just legendary television personality herself, and of course, daughter of the fabulous Joan Rivers. Uh, what an honor to go to her house and just have tea and record a podcast, and you're talking Honey. to just one of a kind, I mean, and just an incredible producer. Did she produce your, because, you know, she famously produced Fashion Police along with her mother. Yes, she did. So she's got a great Listen. producer eye. I love my once a month with Miss Melissa. They are not going anywhere. Whoever is not a fan of them, like we become like family, like her team and I become close. So there's there's no piercing that veil, people. So Melissa is here to that. stay. Um, you want to get into Vanderpump Rules season 11, episode five? We are in Tahoe. We are opening Wolf, baby. Uh, Can we call it? Grant, can we just call it Grandpa Pump Rules? This whole episode was about my boy Graham. <laughs> Graham Cracker. Graham, Graham Cracker's Cracker. back. Graham um, Cracker is home. What'd you think? I actually liked this episode. I'm back on the, I'm back on board. Found it compelling to watch. Just when I was reaching for my phone to scroll about other things, it brought me back in. It's definitely What'd you like about it? The redemption of Tom Sandoval. Um, I liked, okay, well, first of all, for a second, for a brief second, we got back to their businesses. One of the opening scenes is Katie and Ariana talking about something about her, uh, the sandwich shop that will yes. never open, according to David Yontif. Um, and I'm starting to change my mind on that. You are? 
Well, they're still talking about it. I mean, I guess it's eventually going to open. They explained why when I walked by, there was no porch anymore. I mean, they did talk about the porch and that's caused a lot of uh, violations and ordinances. And I don't know. I'm starting. I'm trying not to be such a troll. I don't think it's opening. You don't? No, because I think even though we got two minutes of the women discussing the sandwich shop, that's all we got. And then we move on. I mean, I almost feel like they just thread it in because people are going, well, where's something about her? But, you know, that was filmed how many months ago? Eight months ago? You know, and here we are eight months later. And to your point, the place is like boarded up. Nothing's new. Now, and they have to explain why the two gals aren't there. I mean, what are they going to do? Break the fourth wall? I mean, I guess they could just break the fourth wall. And Ariana could say, I'm not fucking filming with him. We're going. But that to me was like, okay, you filled this in as like the reason why they're not going. She won't film with Tom. That's why. Oh, yeah. The Tahoe trip. Yes. And uh, so we leave something about her with they have to get a wheelchair ramp. They have to take down the... Um, the deck that was so cute when David and I went. It was actually adorable. And Ariana says, who do I need to blow in West Hollywood to get this open? We just hit red tape after red tape. And then she says, you know, everybody on the city council there is gay, so they're not interested. I don't know. I think gay men, you know, a blowjob's a blowjob. But, you know, so- I would agree with that. I mean, I don't really, I'm not looking for a blowjob from a lady at the moment, (laughs) but I do agree. I mean, what's the difference, right? Just close your eyes, right? Right, absolutely. Turn the lights out. So anyhow, I, I don't know. That was like a little glimpse, but they do not go on this Tahoe trip. I am very into Sheena and Brock's marriage and their Mm -hmm. debates. I have a three-year-old, so I can relate to their... I have to imagine, though, I don't know. Do you think... You don't have any kids. Do you think that part is interesting or it's like jump the shark that we talk so much about their marriage and child issues? I mean, you might as well jump the shark because guess what? The valley is coming. (laughs) Jax! And Jax already just did a post, um, you know, thank you, Dad. Like, this is Jax's show. I think it's actually going to have a producer credit. He said, thank you, Alex Baskin, who's Beverly Hills and Vanderpump, for taking that meeting with me on a rainy night. you got to go check Jax's. Uh, and I watch uh, Instagram, and I watch an extended trailer. I don't know. It, it could be okay, this valley. But I feel like, you know what, Sarah, if you think that jumps the shark, then the, the whole valley is this. I mean, you might as well have Sheena. Listen, Sheena should be doing double duty on the valley, to be honest with you. She should be on both shows. That would be great casting. Um, no, I don't mind seeing this. You know, I don't ever need to see Brock in a in a little pink I look string speedo. See, he's not. I mean, there's. I'm about as attracted to him as I am to Travis Kelsey. Neither. They're both too like big. You know, they're like he's like a guy. Oh, you don't don't like that? Oh my god. No, you like that? Throw you around in the bedroom, baby. Oh my lord, they'd be picking Miss (laughs) Yankov up, carrying her from bed to bed. I mean, you know, oh, you know, well, you know who could pick me up and throw me from bed to bed is a 37 year old Kristen Cavallari's 24 year old new. Oh, my God. Did you see her new boyfriend? I know. And see, like, there, I'm not interested in him at all whatsoever. Oh, he can I just, throw me around. To me, a 24-year-old is great for a night, but there is no way. I mean, what does she possibly have in common with him aside from great sex? It's just so, I don't know. And she said Tyler Cameron from The Bachelor. This was like a, an old interview with her. I mean, honey, Laguna Beach in the hills. I mean, move over, housewives. These are the real ones. 
Kristen did an interview like a couple months ago where she said, or I think it was on her podcast where she said, the hottest guy just physically she was ever with is Tyler Cameron from The Bachelor. Well, guess what? I think Tyler has been replaced because I think this one is even hotter. Go on. Well, I like Brock and Sheena. And and I do think they're aging with their audience. I think a lot of the VPR audience has children, so can relate to the nanny discussion. You know, Sheena is very mm-hmm. – I'm with Sheena, actually. I would not leave my child. I have We have an awesome nanny, and I actually found her at a L.A. playground because I always want to observe people when they don't think anyone's watching. So I I was like, I'm going to find my nanny here in L.A. because I'm just going to go to playgrounds and I'm going to sit. And when I see like a nice nanny, you know, someone that's kind to the kids that doesn't think I'm paying attention, I'm going to say to her, you know, do you know anyone that's looking for some extra help or can you recommend anyone? Anyhow, I did that. And one day there was a woman, she was sitting with a little boy and the little boy was hanging on her the whole hour and a half that we were there. And he was just so sweet and she was so patient with him. You know, he wouldn't go socialize. Anyway... I just said, oh, do you know anyone? And she's, she said, well, actually, I'm looking for a couple extra days. We were off to the races. She's been the greatest nanny. I would trust her to take my son overnight 100%. So, Did you steal someone's nanny at the playground? Well, ended, it ended up, yes, I ended up stealing. Because at first okay. we co-shared. At first we co-shared. And then the other family dropped off. And now we basically have the woman full time. Honey, I get what I want. So I can see this. I I get that. I get Brock's perspective because my husband is more like that, you know, and then I get hers. When you're a mother, I mean, you are such a mama bear. And I'm with her. Just leave her daughter with the mom. They need to find a nanny during the day. Someone that they trust during the day that can, you know, take their daughter. But I liked that discussion a lot. I think he's so hot. And he seems like above everything a little bit. Like he doesn't give a shit about, he's cool with Sandoval. He's cool with people. I like Brock. I find James the hottest and I find Sandy a close second. And and I would definitely bag Schwartz. Sure. I mean, it would probably be a lazy fucking way. I mean, you'd be like, dude, wake up. But I would bag Schwartz too. Um, but you and Brock, I wish you guys the best of luck. Um, well, what was I gonna say? Allie has now has Graham, Graham Cracker. You really see a sense of this whole episode, I really feel I is about it. Graham Cracker. But Allie is just like, you know, I have this woman, this Raquel. I I mean, she's still here with us, guys. Graham is is here. And I mean, I love when she's like, you know, if Rach, if Raquel can have a new name, so can Graham. So we have Hippie, Hippie Kennedy. Hippie Kennedy. Um, yeah, that was good. I liked how they, they headed off to Tahoe. Obviously, Katie and Ariana are not going. Um, Boo-hoo. We, what did you make? You know, Tom Sandoval breaks down in the car with Schwartzy. And he just is so overwhelmed with the kindness of them just even showing up and, and being somewhat happy to be with him. Um, I don't know. Can I, I have sympathy for Tom Sandoval, right? I go back and forth. One day I think he's a douche. The next I'm like, oh, I feel for the guy. This is his only life he's ever known on TV. I, I mean, I, look, I see it both sad. ways. I see it. And then you're just like, oh, God. Like, I, I could see it the other way. All the people that are like... Oh, my God. Like, this one is just, you know, this is the performance of a lifetime. Like, could we see really? this being the performance of a little 
little bit, a little bit. I mean, Tom is, you know, crying and this and that. Tom is just so out to lunch, though, in a lot of ways. Like that last scene with James where he's like, man, like, what did you want from me? And like the nail polish. And I'm just like, look, I mean, it, it's a hard job to be so hated. I mean, trust me, I know. But it's a hard <laughs> job. But it, it it is a brand. And it just, uh, I think Tom is just having a, yeah, I mean, I felt for the guy. And I love when Schwartz is like, let it out, man, let it out. I mind I, you. Okay. No, on. I have sympathy for him. I think and did you read the New York Times article about Sandoval? Which one? That he's the most hated man? Yes, the that long one, one. The one where he stuck his foot in his mouth and compared himself to George Floyd. Floyd and, that that um, same OJ. one. Yeah, I did. Well, I thought what that... Well, I just think it shows you somebody who... There's a disconnect because they've been on TV and it's so rare for a show to last as long as it has, you know? I mean, it really is so rare. They've been on TV so long. I mean, there's... It, there's a warp, you know, there's a warp. And I, I think he is genuinely sorry about what happened, you know, and, and we see this thread that we saw on um, episode five of him, you know, reaching out to Rachel, just saying, you know, I heard you're out of the facility. Are you? I mean, there does seem to be some sincerity with him. Now, I know it's a varying degree uh, for different for people. It's hard to read. But I thought last night he seemed genuinely hurt, touched. Um, you know, was just happy that some of his old friends were willing to even go to Tahoe with him in this beautiful, you know, house. And um, that scene where he's like, you know, and I was at the airport and I was 20 feet away and Sheena looked up and said, hey, I mean, this guy is willing to just take scraps. He is just willing to take scraps. And I'm sorry, the funniest one in the whole damn episode is James, where he's like, you know, come on now. Like, you know, let's not go for a walk in the park. You know, come on now, Tom. Like, I just got here. And like, James is hurt. But you know what I did think is like, I do think at the end where he says it a few times and he's like, you know, or like towards the end where he's like, you know, Nothing we did was malicious. I mean, okay, granted, what you did is like kind of the biggest act of betrayal possible. But he's like, you know, nothing we did had malicious intent. And he's like, every single person in this group had malicious intent. They sold merch. They went on podcasts. They sold more merch. They I went on more. He's like, yeah. So he's like, you know, they had conspiracy theories. So he's like, there was like malicious intent. Like, look, I give Tom a lot of credit. Now, granted, you're on a TV show and we can break the fourth wall and you have to film the show. But I would just be like, I mean, I would be like, you can all go fuck yourselves. Like, I don't need any of you as friends. That would be me. That's what Lala said at BravoCon. She told the audience to go, you know, if she were Tom Sandoval, enough's enough, and she would tell you all to go fuck yourselves. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavored. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their conception for her and conception for him formula, which Shman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. 
Conception for her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's two zero. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right. You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. 10 years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser show sent you. Um, I yeah. liked, you know what? I like that. that when he broke it down, I thought that was the first time it made sense. For me, it made sense. I got what he was saying. It's a little yeah. bit the Erica Jane thing where she also feels she's partly a victim, where he feels as though, okay, Rachel and I messed up. We didn't set out to fall in love and have this like hook up an affair. That's what his story is. Um, but we did. And then, yeah, you guys, who I thought had been my friends for a long time, l- went out deliberately and made merchandise off this, fed into conspiracy theories, did every podcast under the sun. I mean, I Talk get what shit you're about saying. Me. Talk, Talk shit about me. Nonstop. I Reveals agree. private things about me. And... You know, I blew up my own life, so I don't necessarily need anyone to feel sorry for me, but, like, enough is enough. Like, it's done. Like, I don't have Raquel. We don't speak. She wants nothing to do with me. I mean, that's it. The friendship's over. So what type of friend is that, really? 
I agreed. I thought he made an excellent point. In we and you and I have been saying this for a long time. They all need to thank Rachel and Tom they, Sandoval. Really, because they saved the show and they all have made a fortune. James Kennedy's DJing gigs have improved. He's bought a house off of this. I mean, they all have made. You know, listen, first of all, this is not planned. I am wearing a uh, straight up with Stassi shirt here. See this straight up with Stassi for everyone on. So I I love a hoodie. This is Stassi's picture right here. Everyone watching on YouTube. I I want some send it to Daryl hoodies. I don't know why I never jumped on that bandwagon. And I'll buy us something about her. But I really want the send it to Daryl. You yeah, love, you know I love it. I know. I love a good march. You I love, love a good march. Well, like when you're like hanging out and like going to the Ivy for brunch and you're in like your free city sweats and you stop by Kitson with your Starbucks. Yeah, I'm like, I, I like to live like it's 1999. You stop by Kitson and you're like with your big Starbucks and your free city sweats. Who in you, your Louis bag? Thank you, Pharrell. Who wouldn't want like a send it to Daryl like hoodie? I don't know. I'll I never... have the chopped salad. Thank you. I never <laughs> bought fan merch until uh, I met you, and then I went to BravoCon. I was like, I have now. I now I'm into it. Now I look for it, and I do. You were I at Tom bought- Sandoval in the most extras. I mean, you saw me run over to that merch booth, darling. I know. I should have bought the Tom Tom Bejeweled famous sweater, that's but an, that's anyway. an iconic one. It is iconic. iconic. I should have got that. I'm sure I still can online. Um, the other scene that I thought was very fascinating. Had you heard this that? They did get into more detail about Ariana and Tom, that Tom wants to buy out her side of the house. But it almost seemed a little bit of a new development that they're stuck on. She wants to, which I don't blame her, kind of merchandise, all the furniture, custom ordered items. I mean, you know, lamp treatments, all these things. And she wants to be paid back for those. And it makes it seem a little bit. Had you ever heard that before? It seems like they're more stuck on like well that's very fair like i get it and so why can't we just de- i mean she's right she's come around apparently at this point in the show you know now there's some new developments in the real world but like at this point yeah to like i might let him keep the house like right so why can't you just detail all the stuff which they seem to be doing and he can pay for half right I mean, he shouldn't pay for the whole right if it was well, he's keeping the furniture, isn't he? Paying, um, so he should yeah, pay yeah. for all of it. Oh, this is going to get messy. He's not going to well, do that. Well, I guess. I guess. Look, he already paid half, right? So, no, you're correct. He already paid right? half. They I went mean, in on it together. So he's if if the dining room table they paid ten thousand dollars for, and he already put in five of that. He's got to pay her another five. Listen, you just lose money sometimes in business and in dealings and in life. It happens to all of us. I'm not recommending it. It doesn't happen very often to me. But sometimes you just have to be like, uh, call it. Just call it. You know what I mean? You go to sell your apartment. You want $4 million. You paid three. You get 3.6. All right, I want four. Just take, you know, I'll take three, six. Let's get me the fuck out of here. Like, it's just doing business. Like, just call it. So. Well, obviously. it. It's not Get rid even, of this fucking house. Well, now we're at a court. Now we're, you know, the next season we're going to be seeing she's filing a court injunction. She wants a judge to force the sale. So I guess maybe we'll find out later on this season, you know, could they not even come to an agreement over the furniture? Because now they, they still live in that house together out there in the valley. 
By the way, did you, and Sheena bought a new house, two point something. She's leaving the condo. Um, she's moving, shockingly, to Valley Village. Um, she's leaving Marina Del Rey. She lives right near Patty Stanger. Um, did you see that new rumor, apparently, that LVP and Tom Sandoval came to, not physical blows, but almost, I'm looking for it, almost physical blows, like right here. They were at Sir, and I guess Sandoval and Lisa had to be separated by security the other night. They were screaming at each other, and he was screaming expletives, and she called him a liar. And I mean, you are a liar and a manipulator. And they made cameras go down. Cameras are still up while security intervened. Do we believe this? Did Lisa Vanderpump have to be separated by security? No, I, I don't believe it ever got physical. I'm sure he would never bite the hand that feeds him but um you know was there some yelling and screaming i'm sure i don't think it got as bad as that blind item i saw that tom gets very emotional very emotional um but i mean i'd like to see that but what is up with l look at lvp is your biggest fan tom sandoval so just lvp really gave these people a Whole life, didn't she? Whole life. What do you make of that? Was the other big part, right? Is they're they're opening Wolf in Tahoe? Yes, darling. By LV filming with the wolves. Filming with wolves. Throw me to the wolves, and I shall return, leader of the pack. Is that her actual tagline? I think it was very close. Go on. Um. Well, <laughs> she's something. Um. I guess their restaurants are doing really well, right? Obviously, Pump closed here more, they say, over a rent dispute than that it wasn't doing well. She's got Vegas. Just, Vegas has been cooking, apparently, at Caesar. You know what it is? I like the Vegas places because it's Vegas, baby. It's fine. I have a problem with the ones here. You know, Sir has seen better days, just has. And Tom Tom is nicer inside. It's just on that fucking strip where all my boys hang. It's just so, oh, that strip of West Hollywood. It exhausts me. It exhausts me. But that's where my boys hang every Friday night at Stash. We have to watch Drag Race. <laughs> that is the spot to be. Um, well, I I'm guess sorry. I guess Wolf is open, correct? In Tahoe. Is it? Did it actually open? But I love LVP with Wolves taking that. And when they were like, that's the shot, I'm like, man. Lisa Vanderpump is just a... I mean, how was this woman ever on... Does everyone really remember the times when she was on Beverly Hills Housewives fighting with Kyle? Because it just seems like so long ago to me. I mean, say what you want. Love LVP. Hate her. She's got a great setup here. I've said it before. She comes in for 10. Like when she comes in, she's like, Graham Cracker is now home with James. And she's like, now don't get too attached to me. I am leaving everybody. I've done my, my, I've filmed the scene enough. Like, why would you want to film the scene? You're getting the same amount of money. And by the way, another random thought I had. It yes, has, you're going to say something. Well, Wolf has no opening date. In June of 2023, Lisa Vanderpump announced she'd be opening a new restaurant, Wolf by Vanderpump at Lake Tahoe. The gorgeous Alpine Lake, which sits on the border between California and Nevada, is a vacationer's paradise, offering skiing, blah, blah, blah. Unfortunately, all these months later, the restaurant has no Excuse firm opening date. That's what I thought. That's what I thought, honestly. Hmm. I'm sorry. I think I just dented my what? couch. Um, oh. You know what I thought when Katie and Ariana were in the car and they were talking about something about her and she's like, when has Tom Schwartz ever planned a trip? I mean, 
Doesn't it seem like 17,000 years ago that Tom and Katie were married? I mean, how are these two ever? This is these are the random thoughts. How are these two ever married? Ever. I know. I know. Right. They just seem complete opposites. Complete opposites. And I. I, Yeah. Yeah. I. I, I It wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. You know, I know. But it feels like an eternity. Um, Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, obviously I'm team Schwartzy. I love, I love me some Schwartz. Oh, Schwartz you seems love to, Schwartzy. to oh handle it all. And Stride, he's very handsome in real life. Six, probably six <sighs> one, six two. Very. He's tall. tall. He's a tall guy. Um, I hope Graham Cracker gets along with Mr. Banks. I'm worried about that. Me too. Me too. I, I you know, and I, <laughs> can I just say, you know, yeah. I feel for James and Allie a little bit because. That dog seems like a bit of a nightmare. I'm going to be honest. And th- now they're like backed into a corner. You know what I mean? They have to keep the dog. They have to keep it. I mean, this dog has been bounced around from been home to home and rescued. And what do you, yes, yeah. is this dog going to, I don't know. You know, there's just some dogs. I had a girlfriend who had a dog, you know, several years ago and the dog just, it would kill everything in sight. It would kill chickens. It would try to kill cats. It just. Oh, that's it, lovely. Yeah. Well, it ended up retiring to a farm. Like, it, it, it's a lie. Do you want to know why I don't want a fucking dog? You want to know why? That's what it would. It just would kill everything. It, you know, and that's just sort of part of animal instinct, right? It's like cats. They'll kill. They love to kill mice, you know? Why Dogs and cats scare me. Okay. I'm going to be honest. They scare me for different reasons. <laughs> I'm not a pet person. Um, I'm not a pet person. I, I mean, no. I wish them no harm. And my mom has a wonderful dog and a wonderful cat that are so sweet. But they just, they're a lot of work. They're a lot of work. You don't know what If I had a dog, it would be a Sharpay. There's a lovely Sharpay in my Hamptons community. Dino. Shout out to Dino. Oh. And he just trudges along. He never barks. He never jumps. He never speaks. And I love the wrinkles. They're very cute. But um, oh, it comes to pass. You know a Sharpay, darling. Um, but it's not for me. I'm going to pass. I live my life on airplanes. So the dog wouldn't be well taken care of. Yeah. Um, They've got themselves in a corner with that dog. You know what I mean? They've got to keep it. And maybe they the love corner. it. Maybe they love it. I'm reading into it. Because again, at the end of episode five last night, you know, LVP comes back out and James reintroduces Graham Cracker and, um, or Hippie. And, you know, everyone's sort of taking this in for a second about, wow, the dog is back and, you know, everyone's surprised. They just didn't know where the dog was. So but, there's a lot. Yeah. But there's a dark secret with Glam Cracker, Mr. Sandoval reveals. I know the truth about Graham Cracker's past, but I will not reveal it because Mr. Kennedy will slam me against the wall and I am finally making headway with James. You yeah. like how that ended? No, I know. That was that was a big secret, which, you know, uh, that's been out there, right? That that James was just not so kind to Graham Cracker. That, And, you know, I mean, all these abuse allegations have been flying around about Mr. Kennedy and then that Kennedy was not so good to Graham Cracker. And, yeah, I mean, that's like looming out there because at the and end— And also I think he's referring to, like, that apparently Graham had some, Mr. Cracker had some unfortunate, you know, behavioral issues with Raquel's family, with the yapping and the little nip-nip. And that's why they had to give him away. I think, 
you know, there's painting the picture that Rachel's family just tossed the open the window and tossed Graham out. And I think Tom is like, you know, not exactly the dog was not misbehaving. Well, which to your point, Sarah, I guess we could see it because he's running around, isn't he? Uh, Maybe he's fine. Maybe he's fine. And with the right training, you know, it's it can be fine. A lot of people listening to this have pets that have gone through, you know, various things and then they get the right training and they're fine. I, I don't know. It's uh, what did you make of? Because we close out last night's episode with this sort of moment with James and and Tom reconnecting and uh, trying to be friends again. And what do you think of that? I mean, James just makes me laugh. He brings a smile to my face. Don't anyone ever, he reminded us in case you forgot. George Michael, music legend, you know, father figure. I want your sex, faith. Let's not forget that's his uh, That's his godfather. So uh, Sarah's him. going off on a singing tangent. Well, and um, he, oh my God, he did that. Did he do a cover of Roxanne or? Um, did he? Yeah. Oh my God. Roxanne. You don't have to turn on, Put the, on red the red light. light. Rocks and, and Sting oh, lives at 15. He Park. does a slow version of that. You know, I saw George Michael. I'm sure you did in Washington D.C. I'm in a, over a decade ago. Oh my God, he was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I saw him at saying, MSG, sitting next to Neil Patrick Harris and David Burka, the husbands. Um, he was gorgeous. Yeah, what a I talent! Get- what a talent! to tell him and i love that band-aid do they know it's christmas time okay anyway no one wants to, no one pays for to hear me saying um i love the james and tom like i i love the scenes with tom because it's like he's trying to get back in the group at least it's something interesting i mean where Agreed. we go from here i mean people are probably sitting here now and saying do we just listen to 40 minutes of david and sarah talk about a dog but that's what the episode presented to us guys, right? Well, we I mean, we'll through... talk about Leah McSweeney suing Andy Cohn and suing Bravo. That's coming, guys. Don't worry. Ooh. She says he does wait. cocaine in the back room. Didn't we hear that before from Miss Griffin? I mean, hasn't everybody done something with their boss? I mean, is this like that shocking? I don't know. I ever if done I just cocaine had, if with I just my boss? I've never done like... cocaine. Okay, well, I've never done cocaine with my boss either, but I've never I've certainly done cocaine. seen them hammered like in yeah. a way that they probably shouldn't have been drunk. No, I mean, look, <laughs> I mean, did I get like drunk I just... with my staff when I had a staff and I ran HR? Sure. Did I try to like fuck any of them? No, that wouldn't be appropriate. I mean, I've been to strip clubs with one... now. I was on a radio morning show in DC, and we were syndicated in Tampa, Florida. At the time, our yes. boss of the Tampa, Florida radio station, we all went to a strip club with him. Got strip I mean, club capital of the world. Yes, down there in Tampa. Um, I, I, I like just, Tampa. It's cute. Does anyone believe Leah McSweeney before we wrap up our VPR, um, our VPR discussion? Because I did like the teaser for VPR episode six. I did like that. What did it show? Well, Sheena is FaceTiming Katie and Ariana and basically just saying, look, I'm not going to like not I'm not going to completely shun Tom Sandoval for you. And Ariana's like, you know, given this expression or whatever on her face. And so we see that coming up. And then we see Tom calling out Lala, which I have to agree with. Where's your storyline, Lala? Where is your tea? Where's your dirt about Emmett? You know, is that what, he's, is that what he said? He was yeah, like, you don't share. He's you like, don't, don't share. share and I do. I am like, where is Lala's? Where is more about Randall? Because, okay, last season... 
did the articles and they never address the articles that have since come out right from Randall because those just came out like last early fall summer so where's the like is is Randall keeping up his end of the custody agreement is she nervous about Randall having their daughter unsupervised I mean where's the discussion about that we got a little of it in the first couple of episodes but we really haven't gotten into the nitty gritty. Where's that divorce? How come that divorce is so quiet? Do you want to know where the discussion is? Yeah. Where? Well, this past Tuesday, literally this week, not today, not yesterday, the day before Tuesday, um, the guest on Behind the Velvet Rope was Nicole Egger from Baywatch. Mm-hmm. Now everyone's saying, I didn't watch that show. I'll tune in later. Charles in charge. It turns out, and this is all on the podcast, Miss Nicole Egger was good friends with Mr. Randall Emmett. Now she says this and she goes on to talk about David Hasselhoff and Pamela Anderson and Baywatch. And I'm like, slow down, rewind your shtick here, girl. Love Nicole. And I'm like, excuse me? So apparently, everyone really needs to listen to this. She was friends with Randall and she's also a Bravo fan. This is a home run guest. So she's watching the Bands of Pump rules and hearing, you know, this and James fuck this one. He's with Kristen and she slaps him and Lala's with a sugar dad. And then one day she's in the park with her daughter and she runs into her friend Randall and he's like, oh, wait, hold on. Let me, my, my, my like new girlfriend is over in the corner. Let me call her over. Lala! And Lala comes running and Nicole Eggert is standing there meeting her friend Randall's new girlfriend as she's watching the Vanderpump Rules and she's like, oh my God. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, That's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. (laughs) Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it, slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. 
you know, I feel like I'm going to have to get a caller-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani Show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani Podcast. Enjoy. The sugar dad we are watching is my friend Randall, because you didn't know it at the beginning who Lala's sugar daddy was. So that's, no, but then it goes, she tells a story. you got to listen to this, Sarah. Honestly, she tells a story that Randall came to her house like one Sunday morning. Okay. Her daughter's, oh, look, look how excited Sarah is now. Her daughter just showed up because they're friends. Her daughter's birthday party. Now, it's not, don't go dark on me. I know what you're thinking. So there's the kids there. Her parents are there. And she implied, you know, Leah says Andy loves the Coca-Cola. She implied Randall might have been with some Coca-Cola. And apparently Randall got in the children's pool fully clothed. So Randall just said, I'm going to take a, uh, I'm going to go for a dip. But it's not an actual, or maybe like the adult pool, whatever it was. I think it was the children's pool. Got in the completely clothed, like dark, all black, and then just got out. And her parents were like, what? The f-? And she was like, you need to get out of here immediately. Like it's a child's birthday party. And the children were seeing Coca-Cola. And uh, see, you didn't think you this thought is this was like one. a shit. This is a good one. Just like a shameless plug, go and I swear to you, listen to the Nicole Eggert, because this Randall story, and then I had more questions. When did you last speak to him? Do, do, do. What about the hotel room? And Lala, did you know he was like a scumbag? Oh, go, really, go on this. Go on. Would you like to ask me a question? No, I would just say, where (laughs) is that? Where is that on Vanderpump Rules? I mean, I know divorce... I know divorces are messy and complicated, and it does sound like Randall is on this other level of a little bit mm-hmm. of a Harvey Weinstein, a little bit of a, you know, there, there's a lot there, and I'm sure she's very, very nervous that she has Ocean with him. You know, she's, she's I'm sure, protecting her, but I'm just like, wow, how is she getting away with not doing it? Meanwhile, over here at RHOBH, I mean, we're getting ready to see more of Mauricio and Kyle's divorce play out on his Netflix show. Now, if that ain't if that ain't publicized and planned and my God, we're willing to sacrifice the girls and everything for our ratings. I mean, that's why. Because we didn't see it the first season, right? It's like Beverly Hills ends. We have the trailer for this. We have Kyle and Morgan on the Watch What Happens carpet. The hand goes up, it goes to the ass, it goes up, it goes to the ass. Then we go to Via Carrada in New York. Let me tell you about Via Carrada. It's not the equivalent exactly of Craig's, but it is like a top New York restaurant where you don't go unless you want to be seen. So now we have Kyle and Morgan at Via Carrada. Picture, picture, hands up. And now we have a trailer for buying Beverly Hills where the girls are like, you ruined our family and it's a divorce. A boo-hoo-hoo. Right. So we have another show now where we're going to sit through and guess what? No fucking answers. But here's the good news. You're going to get some real estate. And by the way, I had two of the girls from the first season of buying Beverly Hills on this very podcast. Allie Lutz. Where are they? I don't see them in the trailer. I think this whole show... It's completely revamped. Other than Farah, well, all I saw was was Alexia and her, the guy that she kind of slept with and not some like liked. It just seemed to me like a whole 
new group of people and they're all 20 something. I think that somehow buying Beverly Hills had a good first season and they're like, you want to knock it out of the park, like selling Sunset and all the others. I think it's coming back like Vanderpump rules where they're going to have Mauricio as the Lisa Vanderpump. And I think it's going to be a bunch of hot, messy 20 somethings because that's not what it was the first season. It was a good show, but we had 30 somethings and babies and marriages. And I think they're like, nobody gives a fuck about that. Let's just have everyone fucking everyone. And Mauricio can be LVP. And the Kyle drama. But here's the thing. If you have a whole season of Buying Beverly Hills and we learn nothing new, and this is more teasers, fuck you. It's my new sentence. Fuck you. Right? Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more if we learn nothing new. I know. I mean, and and I think people, I think Mo and Kyle are hitting their tipping point of... You know, I think people loved them for a long time, but I think they are in danger of people really hating them and really being disgusted with how they are playing this out over and over. And like I said, I love Kyle. Kyle's one of my favorites, but I'm getting to the point of this whole, I just, you know, oh, I I can't believe I've done this to Morgan. And then Morgan's everywhere with her on every red carpet and I mean, it's just so easy if you didn't want this attention. They're so addicted to it. They know, and and it's the Tom Sandoval effect. I mean, it does become your life. Like it, once, unfortunately, once you go away from these reality shows, people don't care. They just don't care as much. They, you know, Rinna is doing well. Some some reality stars can parlay it into other things, but I think Kyle. But and she Mo- had a career, and not even the acting. Like she did have. The products and QVC. And I mean, I could just imagine that whatever you were making on the products, I know she was banned on QVC and blah, blah, blah. But like whatever you're making on an actual product, his if it's a real product, it's got to be more than you make from slumming around in front of the camera. Was Rina banned from Q- QVC? Something like that. Something like that. Peep these people now. These lovely people that are listening. Wait, and everyone weigh in. She was unbanned because she famously said that she made so yes. much money doing QVC again when she was on RHOBH that Harry doesn't have to work anymore for the first time in their career. I believe it. She used to fly to Philadelphia, clean off the phone and the bed, and she cleaned down the, I don't do that. She gets to the, the hotel room and she wipes everything down. I'm really, believe it or not, not a, like, I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. Someone else's head's like laid on this couch. Like, I mean, no, I'm tired. Anyway, Sarah's looking at me in disgust. No, Everyone I, thinks no, so I'm hungry. more I'm more like you. I don't clean either. I don't care. I figured they wait they, till I show you the before and after from my new apartment in New York. I'm sleeping on an air mattress when I'm there now. The design phase has just started. I guess you're gonna say again, oh poor life, David. Shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, we but, are, we're, we have no sympathy for you. Are you kidding? While you're having really, like a twenty thousand dollar custom headboard made? No, we don't have any like you think <laughs> I, you think we care? No. I'm all alone in the world. Oh, I have no significant. I have no significant other. I used to believe that. No, now there's a long I have no list. Children. There's a long list in the will for all the Louis and the visitors. And please, I have no children. I have no pets that love me. I just, just you know, I have nothing. I used to think like I was going to be your guardian, like Wendy Williams. You has are. One. I was going to be. You oh, are. Please. I'm fighting. So every time I call you, you're out with Sam and Tom and Bill and Anna. And Listen to me. It's like, oh my god! Now the list of conservators are is enormous. I've got. To, I'm going to have to fight with all these people. Melissa Rivers. Melissa Rivers. I mean, give me a break. I mean, you've got so many friends and people. I don't believe it for one second. Listen, when I die alone. And you live a nice full life with your husband and you're at this point, it sounds like you want to have 10 kids. Every <laughs> time trying. I talk to I'm her, no every I'm time trying. I talk to her, the fucking number changes. I'm trying. Six kids. This, 
Oh God. I can't wait. I mean, we're I, never going to see you again. We're never going to see you again. I can't wait to be a mom. I just, well, I am a mom. Thank God. I have a beautiful son and I'm very grateful for him. And maybe, maybe I'll just have one more child. I don't know, but I'm ready for at least another baby. I want one more baby. And then I we'll have to do, to we'll have to bring in Yucatel. I'll have to bring in, you know, I'll listen. We also have just David. I mean, I do enjoy like just speaking to it, but we'll have to bring in Yucatel when you're a Rachel Yucatel, when you're on your, uh, Maternity, trust me, Miss Yucatel, love her dearly. I speak to her every day. She would love to take your maternity leave. Well, Rachel, get ready, girl, because I could be off three, <sighs> four months. I want to just savor in having another oh, baby and being God. a mom. I love it so much. There's nothing more rewarding. They come in in the morning. My son comes in, mommy, mommy, coffee, coffee. See, and I am sacrificing that for another Louie and a headboard. So the joke's on me. I'm a lonely, lonely person. You have a so lovely offspring me. that will take care of you in your own old age. I'm telling you, there's going to be a long line at at the the old folks' home when you are incapacitated. And I, like I yes, said, I used to for think- all the wrong reasons, just for a damn fucking Louis. I don't know. And by the way, we have to talk. Did you watch the four-part um, Wendy Williams? See, I thought this was going to be me with you. I thought I was going to have the conservatorship. They're going to do a documentary. Everyone's going to be mad at me. Well, I don't miss think so. well, actually, Rivers. they might be Melissa, Melissa, and Sam, and they might be mad. And Anna can says they might be mad. We love her, Anna. I just she was just texting. Um, Melissa watched it and was filling me in. This, this, I hear it's very. I saw the clip with Black China. I just don't understand how this got made. I just saw. I mean, there's so. This is trending. This really is trending. Everybody wants to talk about Wendy. I'm talking about it on Monday with Melissa. Wait, I think but our show's Monday. Were you a big Wendy fan? Like, or were you that? In, you seem indifferent. Like you, like Wendy wasn't it for you. Look, I think she is a pioneer. When I started Behind the Velvet Rope, it was based on Wendy Williams. It was like Countess Luann and I can go to the Regency and hang with Harry Dubin. But when she leaves with someone, I'm going to talk about it on the air that Luann got up and left with like a hot 23-year-old. So we can be friends, but everything you say to me is going to be fair game. That was the plan when I started the show. That's kind of how it started. So I like Wendy. I think like what she did in radio back when it was just her and Howard Stern yeah. coming up is so she did it like nobody else's business. You know, it's very hard to talk about people or have guests that say things about other people and remain friends with these people. So she did it so well and she was a pioneer, but I was never like a huge fan the way that like yeah a lot of people a lot are. Of no, people no. are. Yeah. Like I'm not not a fan. I, I I'm indifferent. I think that's the right way to put it. I look this that documentary. I, I do. I do love her because to me, she's like Joan Rivers. It's like you're never you rarely come across people who truly don't give a fuck, like who will roast people and don't care and be called every name. I mean, she's been called homophobic, <laughs> transphobic, racial, xenophobic. She's been called every, and she just would get back in that chair. How you doing? Like, I just I just love like I love when people do not care. Does the documentary sad, go into that? Like all the hate she got well, and everything? I think it's, I thought the documentary was much better. A lot of people feel like, why are they doing this? Why are they, why are they following around a woman who has a form of dementia induced by being an alcoholic? You're really watching an alcoholic, really. Just, just, and anyone that's had a family member that's truly a horrible alcoholic, you see it in her. But I think I thought I actually thought the documentary was much deeper because I think it makes you think about a lot of things to your point about being alone. You know, I mean, their their argument is a little bit like 
that, that the, she, all she wanted to do was be famous and she got it. But at what cost? At what price? And, you know, I mean, it's sad to see somebody with alcoholism. She's connect. She's so in love with her son, but she's almost like disconnected from her son in a way. That's sad. I'm still confused about how. Although it's, I really want to do some research because I want to avoid this. You know, what's scary is how can the state appoint a guardian that's not your relative? Or yeah, how did that happen? Really? Well, I can't, I can't quite equate it except for supposedly the alarms were sounded because all her money's at Wells Fargo Bank. So therapists, doctors, it sounds like gave a report and, and it was tripped off by her son charging $100,000 on her credit cards. Well, to me, unless she reported that as fraud or maybe somebody in her inner circle, I mean, who cares, right? It's her son. He wants to take, that's an internal matter. And, and so the son says, was just after the money? Well, he says no, that she, which I believe, I actually thought he was very sweet, incredible. He says, no, my mother, this is my mother's money. She told me I could spend it, you know, and use her credit card the way I want him. But someone sounded the alarm, said basically he's doing fraud. She, these are all the do- – I, I don't know. I mean it had to and be somebody why they in her inner circle. And then, then, then Wells Fargo steps in and goes, well, we believe that that family is stealing from her. So we're going to report it to the state and everything. Anyhow, from a series of events, and then she gets appointed this stranger – who's one of these legal guardians. It's very scary. I, and I, does that person take the money? Because let me tell you something. Of the course, root of all they're evil, getting paid a lot. Yeah, of course, of, of course, course, of course. It's all about, all about the, the money. money. Yeah. For everyone who says it's not, he says he loves money. What a horrible person. We all love money. We all want more money. And most of the fight, do you know what happens when a family member dies with money? Oh my God. Oh my God. Good luck if you're not a close knit family. Good no, luck. No, get a will. These you know this. Get a will. Get a trust. Well, don't do that to your family. That's not the don't family's fault. That. That's the person who died's fault. Correct. You, Correct. Because if you have enough money, you've got plenty of money to go to a great lawyer and put that crap in a trust and name it out and be very specific so there's no ambiguity. Do not pull an Aretha Franklin. Cripe. She had 18 wills hidden under her toilet uh, and her sofa my cushions. My guy, and, Prince. Prince. Uh, foolish. You know what a mess Prince's fucking estate is? Oh, foolish. And, Apollonia but, and Morris are involved. Crazy. Absolutely foolish that you do that. It's so horrible for the people left behind. And it's all of what? $5,000, $10,000, which is peanuts to these people. Peanuts to Wendy. And, and they don't see, I had a lot of peanuts. questions about it. Because it's like, does, I don't think, did Wendy have like a, a trust, a living will? I don't think she has anything in writing. So see, now we're up for all this interpretation. And and she just reminds, I mean, I just, I have so many, I have to watch it. Like Melissa was like, you've only watched a little bit of it. It's like, does she know she's making this? Like she's billed as executive producer. So it's like, I have so many questions. I read something today that the producers, I think it was said, oh, if we knew we were dealing with someone with like dementia and aphasia, we would never have made this. Really? Really? Is that what we're going to say now? That you wouldn't have made this if you knew she had to. Be- I mean, you're filming it. You can't tell this is a woman that's not together. Well, I like think you they knew thought, this was I a think, train wreck. I mean, the only thing I can defend there is, uh, you know, if you've been around someone who's a true alcoholic, it's hard to tell. You know, is it the alcohol? Is it? Is it? 
Now, usually mm. with like, I'll use my gunkle. I have I have several gig uncles, but one of them died basically of alcoholism. And, you know, he was somewhat clear from the hours of like 7 a.m. until like 2. And then he would start drinking. And then just like after that, it was like none of it made any sense. And then he ended up with the form of Alzheimer's, probably from being an alcoholic for 50 years. But you don't know. I mean, I don't know. The whole thing is is heartbreaking. And it's like, what a price to pay. Was that worth it to have that talk show? And the was it worth it? Money. Well, I mean, you're asking the wrong person here. <laughs> you know, yes, you're yes, asking. Yes. I mean, it's nice if you could be famous or have the money. I would take the money over the fame and just have it all. Still be a happy person, right? I don't think money makes you unhappy. More money, more problems. I, I get it. But can't we just say it's enough? If Do we you, really need another Louis Vuitton? Is that really going to fill fill the uh, void today? Do we have to have that? Yeah, Money we do. makes but, life so much easier, but you have to not be an addict yes. and you have to be mentally well. And, you, and the problem is yes. you can't be alone. That's the thing. That's why I'm having more children. It's like if Wendy had a daughter, I don't know that this <sighs> would be happening, you know? And it's like, to me, I, yeah, have children. I mean, well, if, you if have you, to be, you, you have to have them, a family you or you, you could be alone and just realize that most people have evil motives and not let them in. Spot that. That's I don't true. Know. That's true. I'm not the type to be taken advantage of. I'm just. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Like, I always feel that Sarah's like famous last words. No, I mean, have friends and have a grip. But when you start like giving people access to, to money, it's weird to me. I'm just, I can't see any world. Like I've always said, I could fall in love with you tomorrow. We're never getting married. We can maybe live together. I mean, it's nice if you live down the street or across the street, but even if we live together at whatever, it's when, you know, yeah, fine. Move into my houses with me. You ain't, there's no joint bank account. I, 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 really really anti a joint bank account for anyone that's just me sarah's like oh really <laughs> tell me just well, i I, I just find I mean... that weird i just find that a weird concept but spoken like someone who's single but i really can say if i fell in love tomorrow and someone was dying for a child it wouldn't work if i fell in love tomorrow and someone's like i will only marry you love of my life if we have a joint bank account well we're not getting married that's an actual deal breaker i i don't believe in that See? All right. Well, I mean, no, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, you just get it's a will, get a living trust, get get things get things lined up. So when something happens to Miss Yontif at eighty two, you know, we're not all fighting. You know, don't Honey. make it do, make it clear, Miss Yontif. Do not leave us with like, you know, who gets this and who gets that. And, My know. mind might be gone by eighty two. I'll be honest with you. All right, well, listen, start- if my mind, listen, here, I'm mean, do you want me to give you permission? Do you want, do you want to have, do you want to be the number one podcast in the country? <laughs> okay, here's the plan. Okay. When my mind goes, I don't know, maybe 10 years, 20 years, do you really want to keep doing the show with me and you could just have ratings gold <laughs> yes, and I will yes. sit here and talk Bravo and my mind will literally be gone. Do you, do you want to do that? Is that, that you know, how about I give you that Probably. instead of a Louie? You'll be the number right. one podcast. All right. All right. Yeah. I'll keep it going. All right. Well, that's, on that I, note, I hope that doesn't happen to me. That's my biggest fear in life. Is right? to lose your mind? Yeah. Really? I think that's worse than dying of just like a sickness. I would rather have So you'd have rather have that than cancer? No, I would rather have cancer, I think. You'd rather have pancreatic cancer? 
like Alex Trebek. You'd rather that. Well, no, that's, I mean, I don't know. Losing, losing your mind seems so just, uh, like if you've seen it up close, it's so just sad, right? Because you have to wonder, I always wonder if the person knows that they've lost their mind because they are angry. So it's like, do you do you know that you're angry? Like, so a lot of people that have lost their minds seem very unhappy. And so it's like, do you know you've lost your mind and you're unhappy? Because if you don't, then I guess there's no real unhappiness to it. This is a very deep conversation. I know it is. It's very hard to figure out. I don't know. I would love yeah. to talk about all this stuff other than I just want to be well taken care of. I just want to be well taken care of. Like that's the that's to me the me lowest. Too. I think the lowest form of dying is like, I don't know, potentially alone. what Wendy's dealing with. Well, are you dying with people who respect you and like love you and but her son loves her right yeah but he's like he, he and and her sister wanda um they're trying like heck to get conservatorship but they're not this guy will her crazy manager has more access to her this family members these they're calling this guy will who appears you know genuinely thoughtful on the documentary i thought they portrayed him pretty well I mean, he's a little like to me, it's like, aren't you a manager? I mean, he's all decked out in Givenchy and it's of like <laughs> diamonds and everything. It's like, well, you're a manager to celebrity. How are we? Maybe now maybe he has other investments. I don't know. It's a little uh. every scene is Louis Vuitton and Gucci. It's like, OK, pal, let's like uh, this is a lot. Where are you getting all this money? Um well, well, I mean, uh, do you really want to know where it's called Wendy Williams? I know, w I know. That's that's it. That's what you think. That's all you think about, and that's <sighs> to me the saddest part because you work your whole life, and it should be given to the son. And if the son's taking even halfway good care of her, he should have access to her money. That's what she would want. Not this manager and then the hairdresser and this other person and this Sabrina Morrissey, who's the guardian, who's, you know, this is like the Britney Spears. I mean, the lawyers, no offense to you, you're a lawyer, but they, I mean, the lawyers are the ones that make all the money. I mean, you know, this Sabrina's Always. charging $500 for 15 minutes to look at two things, you know, that's, that's the crime. That's how I think is the worst. I want to be whatever happens, like die with people that care about me, that want me to, you know, that take good care of you. I mean, just sad, Wendy. And I mean, who the fuck, is your apartment in New York going to be black walls? I thought the saddest part too, watching Are that documentary. Oh, you walk into her New York City apartment, this beautiful apartment. The walls are all black everywhere. Who lives in a home with black walls? Cripes, you're getting- Are you kidding a, me? Is, are, what? Is my that like walls, she, she? No, I'm oh. getting wall coverings. My, my apartment is going to be every- possible shade of gray, beige, grayish, white, brown, light brown, tan. I'm not even having one ounce of color. Or it's all neutrals. All neutrals. Well, that sounds better to me. It's like, God, we're all heading oh, into a coffin, which is nothing but better. solid black. It's like, who paints the interior? All Every room in our house, solid black really? walls. I thought, how? no wonder you're depressed and an alcoholic. Who wants to wake up? I mean, you look like you're in the inside of a coffin when she... Awake. I love how you think everyone in New York has all black. No, we just wear all black, darling. Oh, God. Add some color <laughs> no. in your life, my lord. Look now, at listen, I have to watch this documentary. Gosh, we have a lot It's to good. Talk about. I did not find it. A lot of people found it super exploitative. It's it is, but also I think it's cautionary. And I think the family is doing it and pushing for it because they want public the public to know 
if if this conservatorship thing can happen to them, just like with Britney Spears, but you know, it can happen to anybody. This is scary. Yes. It's it's very, very scary. And I think they're doing it, they want it out there to hopefully gain public sympathy like Britney did, free Britney, to get control of Wendy. And to me, the family should have control. Even if they go through all the millions. At least, you know, she's with her sister who she loves. She's with her father. You know, she's with she her, son, her son who she adores so much. You know, let them have the money instead of Sabrina mm-hmm. Morrissey, this foolish guardian, you know, making a fortune in New York. I have to go watch this. Okay, bye. I gotta go. <sighs> Keep in touch, girl. Next time Love we gotta talk. talk about Leah. We gotta talk about Nick <gasps> I wanna know all your thoughts because you've had hot takes on Leah. And I feel like did you ever interview Leah? Do you know Leah personally? Or did you? I've met her. I have pictures somewhere on All right. my. Uh, she is coming for Mr. It's Cohen. a good with her. I've said horrible things about her, so I don't think she cares for me. Well, isn't the timing? The timing's fascinating. Well, aren't she and Ebony besties? No. What? I thought they were like. She good ditched friends. Ebony, girl. She oh. ditched Ebony during a uh, Ronnie. <sighs> I don't know. Look, it's going to be interesting. Okay, we have to talk about this next time. All right, call me. Bye, Gorge. See ya. Bye. Bye.